welcome, way good life, Eli out of Salty City, Utah. Life is too full to miss a moment, and way good life is all about exploring, cultivating, and building upon the divine goodness flowing through all things, at all times, and in all places. And, come on, making life meaningful. So, thank you for tuning in. Hey, my Bible Sessions podcast is on hold. I wrote, recorded, mixed, produced last week, and then I shared it with a few people to mixed reviews. So, back to the drawing board. Uh, the idea of Wigged Life Bible Sessions, this, this like episode, uh, I guess it's almost a season that I'm trying to do, is to facilitate a better understanding of what the Bible is and what it isn't. And so in it, I'm not trying to convince anyone to believe or reject belief in the Bible, but more to understand what you're believing or what you're rejecting, what what you're reading, what you're encountering. And I, I really think it's going to be so good, but apparently it still needs some tweaking. I've heard reviews from boring to you're nerding out on us to just weird. <laughs> so today, the Bible sessions are on pause and we're talking about naming, naming, you know, like Eli or my daughter Bailey, also like horse or cat or caterpillar, also like Canadian or Latino, also like doctor or teacher, also like mama and uncle, pappy and son, also like good and ugly and fast and fat and tall and smart and arrogant or blonde, naming takes these forms and thousands of others. And this naming, oh man, it communicates so, so much. We were at a little outdoor farmer's market this year where our son, Riley, that's his name, was serving a sources of strength class. So we got a brief window into how he, Riley, interacts with his peers, teachers, and some of the kids that he took this particular class to serve. And in that little glimpse, hmm, it was so fun for us. We got to see what every parent wants to see because he was awesome in that setting. Everyone we met was raving about how great he was. And they're like, and you're really his parents? <laughs> but the highlight for me was after he ducked away and the teacher said, so, do you really call him captain at home? <laughs> yes. See, captain, oh, and no, we don't call him that. <laughs> but captain was what I wanted to name him. And his mom and him and all of our other kids made fun of me for years for such a ridiculous idea. But come to find out, that's the name that Riley was going by in this particular class. I win. <laughs> Vindication, baby. Sometimes it's the small things. I love it. Two years earlier, uh, something like this happened as well. We discovered that he was going by Riles at his previous school, which I think came from his grandma. I think it was a nickname from his grandma, because who knew? Who knew that Riley, which means valiant or brave warrior in Irish, would come to be a girl's name, mm, like roughly two seconds after our valiant Riley was born. Yeah, my bad. Riley James, that's his middle name. He shares that middle name with me. I got it from my grandfather who officiated at my wedding, but it goes back even farther. I have stories like this with all four of my kids and my own name, as you do as well. The idea in beginning like this is simply to get your mind going. Naming a child, while significant, is only one form of the naming capacity that lies within you. 
two episodes ago, we did a way good life called You Are Not a Discount Produce Item. We explored the naming or labeling that's been given to you. How those words handed to you, gifted to you, cursed to you, formed a part of your identity. What was given to you became you. And how sometimes, really, you need to shrug that off so that you, underneath you, can breathe. But this isn't that. This is about your capacity to name others. To call out the beauty, the strength, the wisdom, the goodness, the grace, the potential that's already there. To, to call that out of its slumbering and into the light. Naming is also calling. In, in a real sense, it's a summoning. In the ancient Hebrew sacred text, actually found on page 2 of the Hebrew Bible, but also found in almost every other tradition around the world because, you guys, timeless truth always exists in multiple places. And I think you'll agree, this is timeless. So the Hebrew text, page 2, has the divine being, actually starting in page 1, the divine being creates with words, with breath. And so God in this text says or said and it is the word for this in hebrew is bara in the text immediately after creating with words there is a naming and the word for that is quara here's how this reads in english i want to i want to read this to you god said bara let there be light and there was light and god called quara the light day so there's this creating and then there's a naming or a calling. And the naming or the calling, it's throughout the text. This is just one example, but the, the naming or the calling is more than a label. It's an essence. It's a being. It's almost a task given. When this divine being creates humanity, in the Hebrew version of creation, humans are set apart. They're different. They're special. They're sacred. They're holy. In the Hebrew language, they're like God or likeness of God, or image of God. The direct translation is just idol. They're, they're small idols of the divine. That's who they're like. Oh, <laughs> I love this. The first task they get, you guessed it. You're with me, right? The Hebrew Bible reads that God, this divine creative being, the creator and the namer, that God brought the animals that he created to be named, to be Kara. And I mean, this is only in one tradition, and people read this all sorts of way. A small amount of people, historically speaking, take every word literal. I'm not in that group, um, but I admire that group and what they've brought us. Others think that it's a, myth, a mythical reading. Some see it as metaphorical or allegorical. There's actually a lot of valid ways to read this story. But what we all know I mean, what we all know, there's a truth here that transcends the culture that preserved it. Naming is a powerful act. God brought the animals to the humans to be named. Naming is divine. So, in the Hebrew text, God names and then he gives this job to the humans. Listen, uh, creating is past, in a sense. I mean, I create this art. I created that art. I created a door for my chicken coop two weeks ago. I did that. I made that. The door's still there. It works. 
every day. Creating is past the minute it's done, but naming, naming is always future. Naming is giving the person or thing a name and an identity to step into. You know, you know, you've been named at various junctures in your life. We talked about this before. You've, you've been told who you are or what you are. And then you've either had to step into that identity or actively step away from it. But once you're named, it's much harder to step away. Now, you've probably all heard the studies done with teachers, who, by the way, are some of the best humans on earth. Let's go, teachers! Oh, that, that study where certain kids are given random names. You know, learning delayed, gifted, troubled, or she's super sweet. I mean, and they are random. It's for the purpose of the experiment. It's been done over and over, and inevitably, the ones named negative score lower and perform worse. And get this, they're not even aware that they've been named. When you name with someone slow, or trouble, or lazy, or just like your dad, over and over and over and over, those are hard futures to break free of. But, oh, oh, hold on, this is your name. <laughs> Seriously, this is your calling. I'm handing this to you, the listener, right now. This is your name. You are a namer. You have the potential to name others. And when you use your potential to name others according to their strengths, according to the vision of a good future and a good humanity, you are part of creating that future. Mm -hmm. uh, I tried to capture this poetically. Here we go. Here, human, you name these creatures, spoke the voice. My resolve grew. I realized I had been named the namer by the one who named them all and named good so well. And if by that one I had been dubbed, then this naming power must run through my blood. Even when the names elude me, this weight, this weight is mine to cultivate, to carry. It's a risk to name, to call, to summon, but it's an honor given that has not been unspoken. Namer, this is my name and yours and ours. I don't tell people that they have gifts I don't see, but I do dream big even with the smallest signs of hope, and everyone I see has been named a namer at the very least, and that is a divine calling. I have a weird relationship with my own words and poems. I usually keep them pretty far from others, but hey, I'm a poet, and I have been for a long time, so it seems fair to let out a little poetry on a podcast about naming. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up. Uh, if you need to hear more about who you are, the, the primary name that you carry, go back to Way Good Life, Discount Produce, because I intend today to be more about your gift to others. See, you get to step into this calling, you, you namer you. <laughs> Each one of you has people who need to be named to be called into the potential, into the future, until they actually believe it themselves. You have people in your life. And I don't, I don't worry too much about whether I have the naming exactly right, as long as it's good, as, as long as there's some truth there, as long as it's lifting a burden and not adding one. Because, you know, and I know, some names need to be rejected. People can sort out the details for themselves, uh, but as... As a for instance or an example, I'd rather name a kid who's really into soccer. Hey, you are a really gifted athlete. 
Man, you come alive tearing down that field. Or hey, you, you really understand team dynamics. I'd rather use those names than you are a soccer player. Because all of those other things translate to some other areas in life. And they'll be things that you can hold on to forever. Even after that kid has an injury, or doesn't like soccer anymore, or whatever. Now, if your kid's an amazing soccer player, dude, cheer them on and name them soccer player. But also name them well. Just make sure that you're using other names as well so it's not limiting them. So it's not adding a burden if something changes. Just to get you thinking, who named you? What names have you stepped into? Which ones have rejected? And philosophically, uh, why do some voices get to name you with words that stick and others just slide right off? All that is just to be thinking about these questions. How can these, those thoughts, those questions, how can that inform you about naming those in your life? How can you name the goodness that you see? How can you call those things out? And look, if you're not mature enough to see who's there, maybe you're a boss, maybe you're a parent or a sibling, maybe you're just a friend, if, if you're not mature enough to see who's there before you, not who you wished was there, or who you hoped would come, but who's actually there, standing right in front of you, sitting on your couch, Hmm. Be careful with your naming. Actually, hold back. Invite others in to do the job for you. Because, oh, and this is so important, every human in your life, whether your kids or your boss, they deserve the true name, the good name, the one that the divine gifted them with. Again, go back to Discount Produce if you need a reminder. Too often, we project what we want someone to be instead of who they are in what we name them. And I'm telling you, that will always fall short. That will hurt, that will hinder, that will stunt growth and your relationship. Because namers, that's us, namers aren't creators. <laughs> and now I'm back to the Hebrew text. I always end up there. Uh, namers aren't creators. Your job is to see the divine in creation, to to admire the art, and then to point it out and call it out. So be careful with this, please, especially parents, be careful with this, because we've all experienced it going very poorly. But it doesn't have to be that way, because naming is your gift, and it's who you are. So practice it, develop it, and walk humbly with it. Intro music by Taylor Lacey, local Salt Lake artist and good friend of mine. Closing song, Daniel Pimentel, also good friend. Daniel is living in Honduras, recently married. <laughs> and I think you'll hear a change in his music. And I love it. Blessings, my friends. May you embrace your name as a namer. A namer of children, of culture, of peers, of parents. And may you find the good, the pure, the lovely, the trustworthy, the true within your people so that you can call them out into a future, into a new, into a closer image of the divine that they already carry within. May, may you be cautious as well. 
when it's called for. But may you be bold when goodness is evident. And when it needs an invitation. Be blessed, my friends. Be blessed. The rumors say that the prophets are all dead. Their sacred poems wasted on a sorry gem.